We're Welcome. back. We're back. I'm in my same stinky little black set yep. because Ross wanted to ensure that we got everything we needed for the episode. And in case we needed to cut an entire one, we'd use from this. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, would you consider that something you hate? Because I would like to talk about things I hate first. Tell me what you hate first. Well, I'm not prepared. I am. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Love. Because they're supposed to be chocolate chips. You see them from far away. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, chocolate chip, totally. which is the best. And then it's not. And it's like kind of like chewy and like gross. And it's like cookies, like it, it, it's better for you. But like why are you comparing what's better for you as a cookie? Also just like cookies a cookie. Cookies a fucking cookie. Give me the best, most horrible for me full cookie stick I can of butter. get. Full yeah. stick. Yeah. Full stick, full stop. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely oatmeal raisin cookies. They're just, they're liars. They're frauds. Them. And they taste like fucking shit. Absolutely. Ooh, got fired up. Okay. <laughs> Start hot. I see you sweating. Yeah. Um, I hate people, and I've actually talked about this on my channels. People, period. People, anyone. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Demoted. I hate people who make work their entire personality. I think today we'll talk about a little bit of our work journey. Are you talking about us? No, I don't think we do that. Yeah, and sort of. Yeah. But I, I mean, think, our, our public persona is kind of like work. No, no one does that much. Mm. It's true. A lot of people overinflating how much they work. I think that's like just not a personality trait. Demoted. So today I wanted to learn a little bit about and talk a little bit about, because obviously I can't do anything without talking about myself, but the uh, content creation journey and talk a little bit about how we make money because people ask us that question all the time. One thing that's like interesting about both of us, I think that we can relate on is that like, we hate being content creators. It, it feels you like a dirty word. You more than me, but it feels like I will influencer as a oh dirty word. Oh my God, blow my brains out. I always say. Yeah. Content creator I'm a little more comfortable with because I do enjoy making content. Right. But when I go on dates and try to say my story and try to explain, like the first thing you talk about on a date is what you do for work. Right. I'm saying I'm a content so creator. What do you do? So what do you do? Oh, I just make videos on the internet. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that it's a hard story to tell. I think and both of us are like, right. have a little bit of shame from that. So much shame. I mean, people, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be with family and then they'll have a friend over and they'll be like, so Ross, why don't you uh, tell them what you do? And I'm like, I, I still haven't figured out a one sentence summary that gets me in and out real quick. Oh no. I could see you talking for like, two hours on it. And then, um, right. Well, it's cause it's like, I don't want to sell myself short, but I also don't want to sound like a huge D bag. Totally. And you have, we have to be self-deprecating at all times. But right. I think like, you know, maybe this episode will flex a little bit. Yeah. I think that's, that's totally fair. I actually, I was reading something the other day. They were talking about the difference between a content creator and an influencer and the way like the outside world, like ad agencies, media agencies look at it they actually value the influencer higher. They're like defining, like influence is more powerful than people who are just like creating videos. Like you can be an influencer and a content creator, but like not every content creator is an influencer. That's interesting. You know, and I was like, fuck you guys. I don't want to ever be called an, an influencer. Yes, yeah, I, I hate it. Same. And like probably by the definition, we both are influencers. Totally. Which I'm going to go barf. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm curious. I, I do think there's like influencer has a little bit of a connotation to it. Influencer mm -hmm. will often think about like, oh, a model posing. Like you know, me. Butt pics. Yeah. Right. Which is like kind of your bread <laughs> which and butter. Is like and like, I'm not knocking it if you got it, <laughs> flaunt it. You know what I mean? Like I'd be posting butt pics too. I if started I could. with bikinis and then transferred into kind of corporate, which was a weird pivot. It was a weird pivot. Yeah. The only fans still cracking. 
I mean, it's still, yeah, that's a big revenue stream. I think we'll talk about yeah, that we'll later. Def- we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. I mean, I think that's a nice transition. I'm, I'm curious and, and we obviously know you're a million years younger than me, but when did you kind of start corporate Natalie? Like what was the first video? Like when was the first video and what sort of compelled that? Yes. So first video was in 2020, October of 2020. And I downloaded TikTok and the day I downloaded it, I was, as I am with every venture in my life, extremely overconfident, probably like this podcast as well. Sure. Like I was like, oh, I can be a creator. I, I did three scrolls. The seven people listening to this are going to be like, no, you're great. Yeah, <laughs> Stop it. All seven um, of them. Thank you to the four of you. Uh, no, but I was scrolling. I did three scrolls and I was like, I can totally do this. This is easy. And I didn't see anything related to corporate at right, all. Right. Like, of course it was a day in my life. I wake up with my matcha and I do my daily affirmations and I'm sitting in my tiny San Francisco apartment, like rolling out of bed at 7.59 AM, right. just trying to lie my way through like my consulting job. Right. So it's like what you say versus what it actually is. Yes. Sort of contrast. And I think I was looking for a little escape. So these, you know, everyone was like painting their house, doing all these creative ventures. Like let's all find ourselves in COVID art. And my art became making these short form videos. It it came very naturally. I've done improv comedy in high school and college. I'm super extroverted. And what I was, was like really confident, truly. I mean, we joke on that, but like, I think the difference between people that become content creators and people who like want to, but are too scared is just like having the confidence to post that first video is like 90% of the journey. Totally. I saw, I cannot remember who it was, famous old female <laughs> comedian. She's like, I'm not funny. I'm brave. Fully. And and I was like, oh, that's like kind of cheesy, but like a million percent true. A million percent. I, I do feel very brave. I felt very brave back then. And even like with my job talking about work, that felt yeah like an, like an act of bravery. Were, were you nervous though to put stuff out? Did you, did you ever think like, uh, did you ever think it could blow up? More, more importantly, did you ever think like, Oh shit, if they catch me doing this. That it was, I wonder if they'll catch me. I'm very risk averse with my life and my career. And like, I did not name any specific names. Bruce is a fictional character. I built this kind of fictional world for myself. I didn't swear. I sort of reread our social media guidelines and I was like, I think this is okay to do. Yeah. Um, When I started monetizing, that was when it got a little, you know, dicier of Mm -hmm. having a side income was not quite supported by, by the company, but you know, it just, it happened and it took off and I would have been happy if it didn't take off. Like I sent a video to my group text. I was like, I'm going to be famous. Just so you guys know my first video that I ever made. Yeah. They're like, shut up, Natalie. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, you know, did maybe. the first one perform super well no. or was it like a few, no. how many to take to kind of, it took a few. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I found this corporate thing taking off and I just leaned in so hard. Leaned in so goddamn hard. Yeah. Tell me, practically, tell me fell, about you. practically fell over fell over. When did you start? You know, in like 1980? Yeah. So Reagan had just been elected. <laughs> um, no, I, I started in 2014 with Vine. Did you ever you were, have Vine I on your did. Phone? Yeah. High school. It was like, it was, the, it was great because it was, you could only have six seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, six seconds. It, it like truly lowered the bar. You think about all these pro overproduced YouTube videos. You're like, fuck, I can't make like an hour long video, but six seconds, like I can do that. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of, brought the expected production value down so you could play both characters, right? You didn't need another actor. You could like throw uh, a shirt on your head and like talk in another voice. And I was like, oh, there's a woman for sure. Like (laughs) now you're the female character. Totally, I get it. Of course. And I, I don't, I mean, I know why I did it. I did it because I was suffering at work and I was 
like someone's got to talk about this, but I never thought it was going to be, it was mostly for my team. Like growing up, I was a kid. And this was at companies. Oracle? This was at when, Oracle. Okay. This was during Oracle. And my team liked it. And then another couple other teams liked it. And they're like, oh, when are you doing your next video? And it just like. And it was sales already. Those were the bits. It was sales. It was just like, yeah, it was sales, but it was just like kind of a corporate dude in a corporate world. And I would make like dumb jokes. I like so stupid. One of my earliest videos was I looked on the ground. There were two bugs that were like connected. You know, they looked like they were banging. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, check out these two having sex in the parking lot. And I just like, and I just zoom in on these two bugs that are like going butt to butt. Stop. So I started off with really smart humor. So that took off. That, yeah. So then I We're texted my friends. Stuff. I was like, I'm going to be famous. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm like Steve Irwin, corporate edition. Totally. Yeah. Um, huge niche untapped. Still. Huge, huge. I know, still might dive into it. Yeah. But I'm TBD. I haven't seen any of those bugs in a while. So mm-hmm. I hope they're doing, I hope they're doing all right. I totally, I, I know family. exactly what you're talking about. Like the floating, I've seen them flying, like dragonflies right, right. connected. Right. Airbang. Like how <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Airbang's insane. Insane. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing here. Okay. I, I, and I kind of just evolved with the, with the platforms. Okay. So you it was know? all like internal. It was all like internal. It was just, you and know. when did you, when was the traction? So 2015. Start? So I guess it was about, it took about a year before it, before I realized like anybody outside of like Oracle or like my friends. Cause I was always the weird weirdo in the friend group, goofy guy. Well, you're I was like, filming bugs having sex. Yeah. You're right. And, and I would consider myself an artist at the time, but people, <laughs> I, you know, I was a little bit ahead of my time totally. in a lot of ways. Totally. And so I don't know. I, I used it as catharsis and I, so in 2015, one of my friends submitted my account to a really reputable news organization called total frat move. Oh There's yeah, like, absolutely. It's like the New York Times of like the internet at the totally. time, pre barstool. Love it. And also Bro Bible, and they sent it to both of them. And what happened was like right at the turn of the new year, 2015 to 16, they wrote like, here's the accounts you need to follow today. And mine was like the top one. And then they went on Christmas vacation, I guess for a week. And I just sat on their homepage for like a week. No way. And there was like a mini blow up. You know, it wasn't like- What was all the video? It, it, was, it was an article written. Oh, okay. that linked my account and a few other videos. And oh, I, got it. And that was the first time I ever looked at my phone. Like this is back when I had notifications on and I wasn't terrified of notification. There was like, boom, follow, 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 follow. I was like, oh my God, like what's happening right I'm now? I'm famous. I'm like, yeah, this is like happening. And that's when I decided to like put some rigor behind the process and be like, okay, I'm going to try to put out a sketch a week. I'm going to try and like be focused and write ahead of time versus just like, oh, when I feel like it. Yeah. So 2020 was, was when you started. So I was a few years earlier, about five years earlier. <laughs> but when did you kind of say, all right, like this is hitting for me. Like, was there more, did someone reach out? Well, was it like, yeah, I've so got I a think lot of followers? It, I think the monetization part was shocking to me because mm-hmm. because of my judgment of the space, I'm like, there's, you can't make money on here. You right. do dances, like there's no way, a lot of judgment. And I remember I got a, I got my first brand deal when I had like 10,000 followers on TikTok, which wow. I just didn't think was something that a brand would be interested in. Yeah, And they reached out, it was Twisted Tea. Twisted tea. And they okay. offered me $500. And I was, I was ask, like, yeah, I am the richest person on yeah. earth. Like, oh my God, I'm taking all my friends to dinner. Meanwhile, that's taxed at 50%. Yeah, of course, like, of course. They, pay, they, pay, they pay like net 95. Right. I, I'm not going to see that money for a year. And I was so excited. I remember from day one, we always talk about like when I go on podcasts, like your brand deals are super organic and we can talk about sort of that process. But yeah. from the start, it just came very naturally to like, stick to what I know and just loosely incorporate this thing. Yep. Um, 
And so it was just like the twisted tea was on the thing. I did like the virtual happy hour coworker who gets too drunk or something. I don't yeah. remember what it was. Yeah. Um, and they loved it. I posted it on my Instagram for free. I love the video so yeah, much. You're like, I, this is hilarious. I'm I want like, everyone to see is it. Is it okay if I repost it on like every channel I've yeah. ever had? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was before you started realizing you could charge for different things and like all the different elements that like are monetizable. Totally. Which we can get into. Yeah. We can definitely get in there. But I, I like, when did you decide to go full time? Like your ascent has been very fast. Like, I mean, obviously I'm comparing that to myself, which is, I'm smaller than you. I've been doing this for longer than you too. Um, but like, when did you say, okay, it's time for me to make the jump and make this my full-time thing? So it was last summer. It actually- 2020, 2022 summer. summer. Okay. Um, and I think it took a really long time for me to get there because as like a risk averse person, I was basically working two full-time jobs at the time. I had no representation as do you, yep. no outside management agency helping me with like telling you how this world works, telling you how this world works, helping right. review contracts. Like I felt like I was a lawyer, writer, videographer, star, absolute accountant, model, accountant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the things, um, which like, you know, now I would never say like content creation is the hardest thing on earth. It's of course like working my full-time job was harder, but doing both at the same time was immensely difficult. And I got asked to um, actually act in this little show mm. in LA. Sounds important and awesome. It was really important and awesome. It was actually produced and written by my friend sitting right here. Oh my God. Uh, called Sales Are Dope. It sounds so hot and fun. And I- And everyone should watch it. And if you hadn't or haven't- We'll link it. We'll link it. We'll link in bio that shit. And I thought it was just an opportunity that wouldn't come- again. Yeah. And I also was in parallel out of PTO. So I, <laughs> I actually had to quit. Um, so, and then I moved down to LA with you and a few of your idiot friends for a month and, and lived a half. A goddamn dream. Lived in a frat house. All and, the boys uh, lived upstairs and you got the whole downstairs. I got the whole downstairs. Yeah. So sweet of you. And that was in a whole nother story. That, that, was, that was when the I murderers quit. Came in. Exactly. We wanted to hear you scream before we like went out the window. So then we could jump. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was sort of when I, when I made the leap, that was like a project that I felt the opportunity wouldn't come again. Yeah. How if about you, you? Well, I want to, I want to ask one more question because mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of listeners and, and folks that like in my life too have been like, well, how do you decide to go after something you're passionate about? Like when do you like, what are the like factors you weigh in? And obviously like my answer is easy. It's like, I was doing this as a side hustle up until 2020. I did it as a side hustle for seven years. Like I did, un, unlike you, I decided I didn't want to monetize for the first five years. Like I want to build brand equity. And I think for me, it's like, and we could talk about the differences between our audiences and how hard they are on me for like yes, brand deals and yes. so forth, calling me a sellout. Um, but I wanted to like build that up and it was like, okay, the longer I wait, like the bigger the deals like will be income. And I don't know if that's necessarily would have been true or not, but like, you know, once TikTok was along this idea of brand monetization, like, influencer marketing was already very firmly a thing. It wasn't a thing during the Vine days and it really wasn't even like a thing during the early IG days. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so like talk about when you decided to jump and like what was going through your mind. So a lot of people will ask me, I spoke at a conference, an intern conference and three people approached the mic. We did an open Q and A at the end and these are college students. This is, this is when? This, this is, is recently. I'm just okay, uh, okay. setting the stage. Yeah, yeah. And they said, when do you know to quit. I do content and this is for a big firm. They're like, I do content. And I just want to know when to quit. You have to make sure you can pay for insurance. You can pay your taxes. You, there are so many costs associated with leaving your corporate job that they yep. give you these benefits, this cush, this flexibility, underrated. Benefits underrated, very underrated. Yeah. And if you cannot pay out of pocket immediately for anything that happens to you, like if you are not ready to cover every cost associated with your life that your, your job was paying for, do not quit. Yeah. 
it is not worth it. Yeah. And so I was at a point financially where I could do that and yeah. I could make that leap. And if I had to go back to the corporate world, I had a few months to, to cover myself right. um, and live the lifestyle I want to live. Like, I think I was really intentional about that. I want to go on trips with my friends. I don't want to eat ramen. I want to buy a house in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, and I had all those things in mind and I was very intentional about when I quit. So, and you were paying me so much to do the show. Right. Zero. Zero. So yeah. Um, yeah. that was a huge factor. I'm still paying as well. that debt back. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly. gonna be a this this mic's on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a while before I ever pay you back on that one. But you know, season two, no one's talking about. Probably never gonna happen. But if it does, if it does, I'm <laughs> I will pay you tens of dollars. Tens. At least. Enough on me making that jump because you were paying me so handsomely. Oh. You took a lot longer to leave. Yeah. And I would like to talk about this like intention with never doing a brand deal. Cause I still think that almost haunts you to this day. A little bit. So when did you leave and what was the moment? Yeah. So, I mean, I left, like you want to talk about hedging against yourself. I made the choice to go to business school instead. So I applied to <laughs> second city film school to do comedy and uh, business school. And I was very fortunate that I Got into Second City. I was super stoked. I was like, I'm going to move to Chicago. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like applied. I did this whole video application thing. And I was stoked to go. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get into Stanford. Like, it doesn't matter. Dope. I had mentally prepared. And then lo and behold, I got into Stanford. Flex. And flex. And I called Second City and I was like, hey, like, I'm really struggling with this. Like, I, my heart says I want to be around creatives. I want to do funny content, make movies. I don't know. I don't know. Media. Or I can go to Stanford. They were like, Ross go to Stanford. You mm -hmm. dumb fucking asshole. Completely. Without Not the dumb comparable. fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, because a lot of the way, the way the internet has enabled people, it's like I had an audience already. I was in the mid like throes of corporate bro. You'd be bringing almost them more exposure. It, yeah. But it was more like I, and we talked about this a little bit. It's just like making content super lonely and you want to be around other creatives who inspire you. And that's why it's great that you live in this city because I have no one else yeah. who like does this. Um, and that's super important. But to, again, to go back to the question of when did I jump? I jumped after I graduated, you know, for the longest time, corporate bro was anonymous. The searches were like corporate bro, real name, corporate bro. Same. Where does he work? Like still. who is he? Yeah. Still like if yeah. I go search myself, it's like those things. And I came out as Ross Pomerantz after business school. Cause I was like, I don't, I just, I was like, I don't want to go into a corporate job. I now have a fallback whenever I want, which is great. And I'm not saying people need to go to the lengths that I went to to kind of hedge against just yourself go for two years. Yeah. Just get into Stanford get into real Stanford, quick. Take the time off. Golf a lot. Golf a little party. Yeah. Rage yeah, travel. Rage. Well, I didn't quite travel as much as I, as I probably should have. Cause I was still doing court bro through that entire period, which was great. Cause I had my whole team around and my whole team being friends and family that, that was my team. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to, to do both, but the brand deal thing, you know, I, I do regret it and I don't regret it. I think, I'm not as skilled at this where you put out a piece of content every day, right? Right now. Just yeah. about every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do that. I go insane thinking about this stuff. And like, I've started to kind of ad adopt the more TikTok-ish style. This is not like a, to demean that style, but I would write these sketches that it would require five people in an office. And I would like build out these whole, almost like TV scenes. No, there's like a full Freytag's pyramid and anything you've ever written. Yeah. It's like, just do a TikTok sound. Yeah. Ross. Or you could just lip sync to Taylor oh, Swift. Exactly. And there's I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> okay, great. There's another, there's a way out. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. a way out. And so what happened was, is if I was only posting once a week, I was only making four posts a month. And if one of those was an ad, suddenly 25% of my brand is an ad. And I got very worried about would I erode it? Would people care? Like, do they get upset? And the answer is, both. Some are happy about it. Some are like, whoa, get your bag, King. And the others are like, 
kill yourself. You sell out. Totally. And most of those people saying that to me, of course, are salespeople working for another company, but Absolutely. neither here nor there. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Of course. So that that's that's really fun. Do I'm, people think that you are in sales right now? I have people ask me, where does Ross work? I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess those are probably newer or not as like tapped in folks. Like I don't go out there and like, I don't work in sales anymore. I work, I still do a lot of consulting with early stage startups. Totally. Like I, I my ear to the streets and sales. Like I'm the sales whisperer still in a lot of ways, totally. but I do not hold a quota. I am not sitting there ripping dials. And I worry about that every day thinking like, I'm going to be the out of touch VP. Yeah. Who's going to like not be funny anymore and not well, relatable. Corporate Natalie quitting our corporate job is the most fraudulent thing on earth. It right. feels like, right. but I do feel very strong in that. Like we do so many things outside of just creating content. Totally. Like I'm on zooms all week long. I'm doing, I'm meeting with these companies. Like I, you know, right. the meetings still happen. I build decks like right. truly. Right. And the shitty parts of work still happen in yeah, content creation. It yeah. isn't just like you sit there. It's like, Oh, here's a brilliant idea. And cause we're so involved like right. that with the process that we're doing that stuff. I have one question on second city and like the possibility of that. Do you, so I filmed with you and you will bring in like friends, family, the team you, you talked about, and you're the clear alpha creative. How do you do in a group of a bunch of creatives? And have you been in a setting like that? You can maybe talk about like the Stanford show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think doing the, it was called the, the GSB show, which is what a, a theater production they do every year. It involves like probably 200 people. There's uh, you know, you basically it's, it is a musical. So you're rewriting lyrics to songs across whatever, many different genres. You've got a, a live band who's playing, you got dancers involved. You got a bunch of folks in the school involved in that particular instance. I had clout as a social media creator. So yeah. like I was the creative director. Like nobody was going to be like, well, this, this, and this. And my peer, his name was Otis Blum. His name was Otis Blum. He also worked as uh, Steve Martin's assistant and he worked on SNL okay. as a PA. So he had some pretty good clout too. Perfect. And so the two of us were kind of like the folks there. But I think to take another example where I felt very nervous, I was doing this web series called PBC, which is Think of like The Office, but for accounting, it's a mockumentary. It was shot by a company called Flowcast, but there were people like Nick Coletti was in it. Danny Trejo was in it. The janitor from Scrubs, I'm forgetting his Neil Neil Flynn. Like there were big names in there and a lot of it was improv. And that was one of those times where it's like, I wasn't in charge. I was just an actor there to play my part. And I'd, and I'd come in and I would hit my lines very quickly because I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. And they're like, okay, great. Now, now let's just have you improv for like the next 10 minutes. Cause we got time. Yeah. And they would just roll camera. Yeah. The roll camera. I'd be like, uh, uh, like, and you're with like Nick Coletti, like a seasoned, yeah, like these guys real were bros. so like so funny. And I, I didn't buckle, but I wasn't sharp. I went home just being like, fuck, I should have said that. I should have said this. Totally. Like, like suddenly the gears are turning and I just, I wasn't prepared to be in that setting. So I would say I like struggled a little. It was kind of a welcome to a bigger league moment. Totally. I feel me. the same way. You know? People are like, why don't you act? I'm like, unless I'm writing something, yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm not an actor right. and you've taken acting classes. I feel like you can speak to that, but like, I am so uncomfortable in a production setting still. Like I had to have you a good friend there who wrote it and it's producing it. Like, and if I write something, I would do it. But like, I don't, I'm so scared to act in a role that like, isn't, is outside of my range, right. you know? Right. And I think that's super hard. I mean, I think that's anyone. I feel there's a lot of roles out of tons of roles out of my range too. I mean, you, I mean, you came in yours was super natural and super funny. Like your delivery naturally, like you being you, I think there's a lot of people who can act that if, like if they are themselves, like it works, it, yeah. totally, it totally works. Like nobody's yeah. asking me to like go 
sob genuinely over the grave of my yeah, like, Leo. Yeah, yeah you know, like, yeah, I, that's that's just never gonna gonna be me. And I think it's just reps, right? Like the difference is when we film, it's it's us and maybe one other person there watching us film. Who's versus, our friend or, right, or versus family? Forty people. I mean, we talk about the sales or dope set. We would rip some things. We think they're so funny, and not a single person would laugh. And We're like, I'm sorry. Are you guys being quiet for? Is it like a sound issue, or right. why aren't you cracking up? Right, right. <laughs> so. And because their job is literally, they can't because they ruin a shot. If they if we said and something, they, and they didn't want to laugh because it wasn't funny. Well, that well, right? okay, we don't have to talk about that part. <laughs> but yes, I mean that's like their Austin job. The problem. crew's job is to not fuck up a shot by laughing or like ruining totally. it. Totally. But you're still like looking for feedback. Guys, what do you, no, like, what do you think? Because we're such affirmation seekers. Like yeah. someone tell me I'm We're incredibly funny. insecure. Incredibly. Yeah. That's so. why we do what we do. We project. Yeah. Before we go directly into like monetization, I want to hear about like, do you have any moments like, holy shit, this is turning into something like surreal moments? Yeah. So two moments. One, I'll start with a weekend. I was invited to go to the Super Bowl by SoFi. Sick sick. You're such a sporty spice in LA. I love sports so much. And it was a weekend in LA and there was also a revolve party, which is a a clothing line woman. Do you know that? I actually do. I actually do know revolve. Okay. It's one of two and Lulu's. Okay. Look at you. Oh, Aritzia. Oh my gosh. Is that what it's called? Or Aritzia. Aritzia. Yeah. 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 That one's hot right now. All great brands, all great brands. So revolve has these insane parties in LA and they invited me. I was somehow on the list Mine was lost. I I found it later. Yours was lost for sure. And Revolve parties can range from like something super not cool to something incredible. And this weekend was incredible. It was back-to-back nights, Justin Bieber, Drake in an intimate room. I've heard of them. Feels like the size of this. Wow. uh, Where they're performing for you. Wow. To to all like influencers, creators, Jason Derulo's there, like insane. And like just any rant you're at, they either have like a private table or I'm on the floor GA with people that someone has 5 million followers right next to me. And we're like all mosh pitting to Drake. It was a weekend. And then we woke up on Sunday, hung over from Drake and went to the Super Bowl. Like I couldn't even, I was sobbing on the flight home. I was so thankful. And I called my mom. I'm like, if this is going to go away soon, I know it. There's no way this is real. And I cannot believe this is happening. So that was a huge pinch me moment. Thank you, SoFi. Yeah, Thank you, Revolve. Out, shout out, SoFi. Shout out, everyone. Speaking um, of sponsors of the, the episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Charmin Ultra. Yes. Quadruple ply for the days after the happy hour and the taco bar. Charmin Ultra ply. Wipe your butt with something soft. All right. Precisely. Any pinch me moments for you? Pinch me moments for me. Um, I haven't been in a room with Drake or, or JB. Well, that's because you're not cool. Mine was, okay, so Mia Khalifa slid, slid into my DMs. Okay. Fun fact. Uh, yeah, that Mia Khalifa. Uh, sports talk radio Mia Khalifa. That's probably why you've heard of her. Um, she also like dabbled in pornography. Uh, but she DM'd me randomly from an account called Not the Fake Mia Khalifa. And I looked her up and she wasn't verified at the time. This was like 2017. And... I told my friends this and they're like, dude, you should DM her. I'm like, I looked up like Mia Khalifa and you know, there's like 500 accounts. Like they're all like fake Mia Khalifa accounts. Yeah. It's like, dude, there's no way this is her. And they're like, just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? Okay, fine. She had like 90,000 followers. I think today she has 20 million, something like that. Something insanely high Something insane. All men. All men. Yeah. (laughs) Who like sports talk radio. Yes. And so I DM, DM her and she's like, I was like, hey, look, not to be like weird, like you're probably not Mia Khalifa, but hey, like thanks for the message. And what did it say? Well, that was like my message, but I was like, they were like, ask her to be in a video. I was like, this is like weird. Like if you are Mia, like do you want to be 
in one of my videos. Not like that. Ha ha. No, I didn't say, I didn't caveat the thing. Okay. And she was like, she was like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. And this is me. And she sends me a picture of her in the car. She's just like, nor, like has a seatbelt on. Holy shit. Well, let's ask her to do this. So the video that came out was corporate bro. This was back when everything was third person. So corporate bro learns the meaning of an open relationship. And I was like, so here's the idea. Basically it's me holding a picture. I, I cut out a picture of my face, stuck it on a picture of Mia Khalifa sitting on some dude's like lap. It's, it's like, I don't know, some like PR photo. So a shitty, huge head version of myself of her sitting on my lap. And I'm like sobbing. I'm like, I'm like, why'd you do it? She's like, Oh, corporate. I thought you knew. End video. That was the first time I ever introduced the character's name as corporate was Mia Khalifa calling me corporate. Wow. In that video. And you actually did this video. I did this you video. You pitched it to her and she was like on board. She was like, I love it. And you, were you in person or she filmed remote? No, she, she filmed remote. She was like okay. in DC or something. And she told me she was like working at an accounting firm. This was in between roles of sorts. Yes. And before she like blew up, she's like, no, my other account got hacked. Like for like the third time. It like this is really so me. like Russian spam bot. Totally. Like, I was like, there's my no other way account got hacked. Here's a self. It like what's happening. She sent me like, and then she sent me the video of exactly the words that I said. And wow. I was like, I just want you to say, Oh, corporate. I thought you knew. And that's it. Full stop. And that's like how that's crazy. She has since unfollowed me. She got some manager got outside management, like cleaned up, cleaned house. up, cleaned house. Yeah. And I was one of those. She still does. Like I tagged her once recently and she saw my message. She didn't respond. Seen. But she saw it. Seen. So in a lot of ways, we're pretty close. Yeah, that's a good friend. So speaking of making well, it, I wasn't in the room with that's Drake. That's amazing. But well, I'm not doing videos with Drake. I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, well, it was a very do weird you, moment. Do you have that um that like kind of man on the street ability to go up to strangers with a mic and ask them uncomfortable questions? I honestly am so scared to talk to strangers. I am terrified. I, and yeah, people I'm assume sales guy too. we're so confident. Yeah, that shocks me totally. for you. Totally. I cannot approach someone, especially and make them uncomfortable. That is, right. I want to make everyone love me and feel so comfortable and percent. welcomed. I am terrified to put a mic in someone's face. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm like, at least on sales calls, it's performative and I'm not there in person. And I yeah. can like justify it's like, I'm doing a job or I'm doing a job or I'm doing a bit. Like I, I hate prank stuff. I hate making other people uncomfortable. Totally. It's so cringy to me. It's, it's just not me. I see why people do it. I actually don't really see why people do it, but it's not me either. Some I'll even be like asked it. like someone doing like, can I ask you a question? Like on the street, like in New York, I was just walking, not as corporate Natalie, yeah. just as like a random yeah. passerby. And I'm so, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm scared. Yeah, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's why I love video much more than like the stand up, stand up, stand up world. I don't hate myself enough for stand up. Yeah, I do. But I just keep it to myself. Talk, not well, to. I tell it to Kyle every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific standard time, but that works. okay. Let's talk about the the monetization side okay. of things. Cause I think people, one of the most common questions I get, I don't know about you is what, how do you make money? Like, how does this world work for you? Like, how do you sustain in this? People are always like, wait, so do you get like ad revenue from YouTube? Yeah. I and mean, like, that's where it stops. Totally. So like how like, in your world, which I know we have a lot of overlap on, but how does it work? So brands or agencies will reach out to us we have an email in our Instagram bio. We're accessible in a lot of different ways. And they'll reach out to us with, we're doing a campaign for X company. We want you to be included. Here, here's the list of deliverables. We're looking for two TikToks. We want you to be exclusive with our category for a month. 
we want to have usage to boost your face across the internet for a month, yep. which Ross gives away a lot of that. A good one. <laughs> just just splatter your face. Gotta get better. Gotta get better at that. Um, and and a, and a bunch of other things in this kind of package, very small thing. We don't have to get that granular, but. Well, I do think it's interesting because I think. Like, yeah, how you charge for these different You things. charge for all these different things. I yeah. think like people are just like, oh, so you just charge like a flat rate for a video. Yeah. But it's no, there's a, there's the exclusivity you talked about. There's. Is it in infeed? Is it in my story? Does it get cross posted to somewhere else? How long do they have rights to post it on their thing? These are all different things you can charge for. And I think a lot of creators, they don't know you can do that. I mean, most people generally don't know you can do that, but there's just a lot of ways to kind of like, there's, there's value in a lot of these things. And I think for us, it's different audiences. I think my TikTok audience is very different from my Instagram is very different mm -hmm. from my LinkedIn. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, but I, I definitely feel like the three, it's funny because you'll post the same video on all three platforms and like one will crush. Different. So the reaction yeah. is just so different. I know. And I think that's good because it's yeah. like, you're basically, you have like different accounts to, to charge for. Right. Um, and so they reach out, is it a fit? You know, first of all, do I like the company? I think in the beginning I was such a brand whore. I'm like, I will work with anything that wants to work with me. Cause right. I was so excited by getting these checks and this money and this side income. I was like, yeah. you know, first entry level consulting, you know, salary is not incredible out of no, college. No, it's not. And so I wanted a little play money. I wanted to go to Aritzia right. and buy a, you know, all of it. So I was very driven by those kind of deals and I was excited about it. And I think now I'm a lot more selective about who I work with and I do longer, longer term partnerships. Mm -hmm. So United I work with mm -hmm. and we do a Q1 th through four video one every quarter. Yep. And that's like a very long contract. United was good. Hit me up. Hey United. I love you. I'm almost one K without your help. I will work with you anytime. I just, <laughs> I just want to board before everyone else. But yeah, so it's, it's a very, it's a lot more formal. I think people think like when you see an ad posted on our channels, that video was made probably a month prior. Yeah. There's so many levels of review, oh, approvals, edits, and... approvals. I send a script like, yeah. So what, what am I missing? Tell me what else? No, I mean, so like, you know, speaking, right in-person stuff. So like yes. the whole business, like I'm talking like whole, like you've got oh, merch, right? Mulch, merch yes. is a big piece of merch there. Makes, a piece of this. Merch Small makes piece. a very, I think people think like, oh my God, you have merch. You must be like huge yeah, and yeah. making a ton of money. Merch no. makes nothing. Nothing. It's like more honestly, like for us. Totally. It's like a brand piece. It's like, oh, it's cool. That's on, on someone's desk. But like the $4 I make on a mug is not exactly Less, like, like yeah. yeah, like keeping me in San Francisco. Totally, <laughs> totally. People are like, yeah, it's, that's a huge kind of myth of yeah. the industry. Like, it's an honor, by the way. Anyone who buys the merch, I'm like, so, I'm like, so, so honored. Great. Truly, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. <laughs> Thank you. God, appreciate you. It's insane. Yeah, honored, truly. Yeah, um, so so the speaking I've gotten more into because I started with just doing brand deals and- 99% of my revenue was these ads in my feed right. and 1% was cameo. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, cameo. I had to diversify a bit. Little and cameo. You were speaking, my friend Victoria was speaking. It mm. seemed like something I could could do and talk on. Uh Gen Z in the workplace is kind of what I what I speak on now as a cusp millennial. So when you go and speak Gen Gen Z in the workplace, are you like as a fellow Gen Z, you should do blank. Well, of course I, I tune it to the audience. I morph. Oh so like speaking God. to the interns, I'm like, I'm one of you. Yeah. I'm Gen Z. Oh my God. Speaking at a huge HR conference about how to retain Gen Z. Yeah. I'm acting like I'm 85. Right. Right. I'm like, as an old corporate bitch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a lot to say on this. Yeah. These young bloods, they, they get up for, for mission-driven organizations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to have a culture. Exactly. Okay, cool. um, and I'm still trying to diversify income because I think, and any day, like our accounts could be hacked. We could lose relevancy on a, Instagram, an account. TikTok is banned. Get something happens. Something, and yeah. so I think I'm looking for the next step, which is making this podcast worth a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
were gonna be poor. Oh my gosh. Um, these mics were expensive. Yeah, anyway, I just blew mine out. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mike. What is your your? I think your ecosystem of income is different from mine. I think people would be interested to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's still probably like if I'm breaking down percentages, it's probably seventy percent like still brand deal stuff that you see. Um, I have a piece of like consulting that's fairly big. I, I'm like. I'm the classic startup bro where like these early stage companies will hit me up and I'm like, actually like I'll give you five hours a month, but you're going to give me some equity in your company. And it's, you don't take an hourly fee either. So in the bigger companies, I will just do hourly, but the smaller ones I want to do, like if I'm going to give five or six hours, like it's, it's interesting work to me. It keeps me relevant in terms of like what's happening in the tech ecosystem from like the VCs to like go to market strategy, like to just, what's going on on the ground, mm-hmm. which is what I need that in. I, I like need that information, but then also like, why not take some little bets on upside of one of these companies? If it pops off in five years, like the five or six hours I'm investing now, like it's already worth it to me, just in like an experience piece. But if one of these pops off from an equity standpoint, like that'd be great. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, so there is a, like a piece of that speaking. I think it's very cyclical for me. So like I would say November, October through March, very speaking heavy SKL. sales kickoff season you know, go speak to the sales savages. Um, I'm doing some like other workshop type stuff now. It's less keynote eek. The problem for me is like the keynotes, I write so many of them originally for each company. Yeah. And I'm practicing for months and I make more off a brand video than an SKO and the SKOs are just like eating me up inside, getting on stage. I'm like- So much anxiety. I'm so sick. Yeah. I'm so sick. I'm just throwing down a little, little zanny the night before just so I can sleep for two hours. Literally. It's you know, really stressful. People are like, oh, it looks so and easy for you. And you give keynotes, which like I've actually, I draw a barrier. Like I will do Q and A's, fireside chats. I want yeah. someone on stage with me. Totally. I am terrified to go up alone. Well, that's why we got to do our live show. Which is why this podcast is brought to you by our own live show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be more of like a theatrical production with it's music. It's kind of a Bo so, Burnham yeah. style skit. Way less talent. Yeah. But way less music. That's That's the goal one day. But I still think that's a piece. Like I do a fair amount of cameos. I think cameos are like quick and easy and I'll rip them out. They get a little annoying at times, especially when people try to use them as brand stuff. Fully. Like They're people like, try to say that Charmin Ultra is the best toilet paper to hit your ass. Right. And I'm like, if you don't send me something, I have not wiped my butt with it. I will not endorse it. <laughs> I have always, I, that is my line. That's for any product. Actually. Any product. That's like outside of toilet paper as will well. Will it wipe? Will it New wipe? segment. Yep. New segment. New segment dropping this week. Um, should Speaking of segments, should we, should we do one? Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap, you know, what we like to do is introduce a segment and then do something completely different. So right. we, we introduced promoted or demoted and we're now going to play just a random game of would you rather. Right. Would you rather, but we're still going to promote or demote. Like, so you promote one so or we'll demote promote the other. promote one or demote the other. And right. we haven't seen these. These were written by, I won't share in case they're dirty and disgusting. Yeah. But I'm nervous. Our teams. Okay. Would you rather. Can you read them? I'm dyslexic. Okay. Well, I'm in sales. Hopefully these are written at third grade level. <laughs> Would you rather say, I love you to your boss or flush the toilet unmuted on a team call? When you're saying, I love you to your boss, I'm going to caveat that your boss is married and at no point have you ever had like a joking relationship with your boss in this case. Yeah. I would rather say, I love you. I cannot do the flush. I've seen mm. those viral TikToks of yeah. like someone completely just like dropping trout, the videos on. So are you promoting, you're promoting. I'm promoting love between to your coworkers. Boss, yeah. To your boss and you're demoting flushing the toilet. How about you? Yeah. It depends on what I did to that toilet. Cause sometimes it's like a dominance, a search. Like sometimes you're just like, 
it is a shame no one else is here today for this, you know? No. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to promote the flush cause I think it's a power move. Okay. And I'm going to simply moat saying, I love you to your boss. Okay. Moat. Would you rather request PTO to get intimate with your partner <laughs> or add a public block on your calendar that says smoke weed and watch Teletubbies? Oh man. I love these. This oh, is really man. good. Oh, so it's block out. It's I, I, have an an, I have an anecdote on this. I had a boss who was a complete oversharer at the company I worked at after Deloitte. Great. And he was like, I, I am going on a romantic lover's getaway with my partner, Brian. <laughs> and we are, we're actually, he was such, he was such an interesting dude. He's like, we are actually going to explore the Salem witch trials and we are right. going to get into some kind of sexual voodoo acts together. Um, I could show you, no, enough. Nothing gets me hornier than a Salem witch trial. I'll tell you. Anyway. <laughs> Promoted. Promoted. He's yeah. promoted. Yeah. Um, I am going to demote PTO. I knew, because you probably have done this. Smoke weed and watch Teletubbies. Uh, yeah. Like, and let's I'd just do it, share I do it every week. <laughs> it may not be Teletubbies, it's some Teletubby adjacent, but I mean, you had me at smoke weed, so. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I I'll, tell I'll you. get intimate with my partner. On a schedule. On a schedule. On a prescribed schedule. You get paid. On a calendar. It's like, yeah. it's like 40 year olds trying to be intimate right. with their partner. Right. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's always weirded me out is when people say we're trying to have a kid. Yeah. I, it's just, well, it's hard to get pregnant. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just like, you're fucking. Like, okay, cool. Like, oh yeah, like letting everyone know, like, right. we, like are we are having, having unprotected a, a bunch sex. of sex all the time. Right. With an effort to have a child. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. We're uh, trying. We're trying. Hey, so man. you're just good luck, dude. You're like putting that sounds, in the work, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I dap him up. I'm going for a big, <laughs> yeah. like, what's up, dude? Like, I hey, wishing you the best. Let me know how I can help. Totally. <laughs> let you know me, what I mean? Tap me in if yeah, you need me. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Okay. Last one. Would you rather accidentally share your screen of a Google search that says best way to ask your coworker out or how to fart silently in public? <laughs> um. I have to promote best way to ask your coworker out. Yeah. I think I'm promoting that one too. I think that also could be using like an actual, like sly, like cool way. Like, Oh shit. My bad. Oh, uh, you saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Denise. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Those were great to whoever wrote those. Yeah, whoever wrote uh, those the little lady in the corner. Yeah, farting there. silently, please. Thank you. Mastered that years ago. Well, that's been a great episode. Great episode of Demoted. Tune in next week on Demoted. Demoted.